Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion! With Scott Prather. Steal the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the 8 o'clock hour of the Great Scott Show coming at you on a Wednesday. It's been uh, uh, about a month since my next guest has been in studio. Happy to have him back. He is a local treasure to South Louisiana, working as a state trooper, but a former Green Bay Packers wide receiver, former Raging Cajun wide receiver, Saints and Pelicans super fan. James Butler is here. How was your holiday, my friend? It was great, man. How was yours? It was great. It was great. You know, Saints didn't make the playoffs. That was kind of a bummer. They they teased us just enough to get our hopes up. Yeah. But um, but you know, it was it was great. It was great. Watched a lot of football last weekend, though. And what you think? I mean, I I I guess I, where I was most wrong was I thought the the Cardinals would beat the the Rams Monday night, and boy was I wrong. I should have known better. Cliff King. I just looked at the Cardinals' road record of eight and one on the season, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I put too much into that. It's it was it was really really bad. Um, not surprised that the Cowboys blew it. I thought they might win a close game, but you know that's what they do. They they oversell and underdeliver. They've done it for the last quarter of a century. Um, Figured the Chiefs would squash the Steelers, would squash the Eagles. And I thought Bengals-Steelers, I said, this is a game I would never bet on because anything is possible. Yeah, that's true. Um, But I thought it would be close, and it was. Uh, It was exciting. I I guess I'm missing one game in there maybe. I don't know. Oh, I thought – so I was wrong about this. I thought Buffalo would win, but I actually thought it was going to be a close game. And that was as thorough a beatdown – like, as bad as the Steelers looked and, and the Cardinals looked, no team was beat down more than what Buffalo did to New England. That was bad. I stopped watching that for, like, the first quarter. It was like they were, you know, I mean, cue the the meme from Rocky where the guy's like, throw in the towel, yeah. throw in the damn towel. I mean, it was – Mac Jones at one point was just sitting there staring at the, his breath. Yeah, I, see, yeah, I remember that. It's like, whatever, we're that. not winning this game. <laughs> um yeah, and now you got, you know, Cincinnati at Tennessee, San Francisco at Green Bay, LA at Tampa, Buffalo at KC coming up this weekend, man. So playoff football, as you being a former Packer, I mean, you know, your boys with Aaron Rodgers. I'm you uh you're you're rooting for Green Bay here or are you just not rooting for anyone in the NFC? First of all, I'm not rooting for anyone in the NFC. I don't care who wins the Super Bowl anymore. As long as it's not not Saying that they're our rival, but I just don't want to see Tampa Bay go. And they think I'm, they think they're the. Like, I don't really care. I don't lose sleep. And now if it was the Falcons that was in Tampa Bay's position, oh dude, I would be like, listen, I would have been. I would. I, I, oof, Monday night would have been terrible. Yeah, be I like, know. Oh my god, I know playoff game. <laughs> I know, man. But um, I, I guess I say I want Green Bay to do it. I mean, but you, but but AFC wise, I mean, are you? Buffalo, that fan base, but see, I, honestly, never won one. Tennessee, Cincinnati, never won one. Like KC, they've they've won a few. They won, they won one recently. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know that I'd root for Kansas City, but I don't. There's nothing about them I root against. Like I look right. at the AFC and I'm like, whoever comes out of this bunch, I'll I will root for you in the Super Bowl. What are the chances you think that the Bengals can actually make the Super Bowl? I don't think they can make the Super Bowl. You don't think so? I think they can win Saturday. I also think they can, you know, I don't think they're going to. I think they can possibly win a close game Saturday, especially if the ball, if they, I mean, Derrick Henry is supposed to be back. Right. So if the game situation where Tannehill has to win it, I mean, I, I'd take Joe Burrow over Ryan Tannehill. Right. Um, but it's it's tough for Cincinnati. You know, it's like the psychological aspect of when you win something, like they, that was their first playoff win in 31 years. Remember when the Saints won that first playoff game ever in the 2000 season? The next week they went to Minnesota and it was it was not good. Um, but there's something about 
the emotions of like and you you probably dealt with this as a football player. There's certain games, there's certain moments where it's like you get so up for it, and there's such a large amount of dopamine and excitement, and like doing your best to move past it. Because mentally, you're saying, "Look, got to move on. It's playoffs. Got a big game up." But emotion control like your body and like still yeah. being happy and yeah. excited. So you're you're fighting an urge to be happy, which is ridiculous, right? In theory, or just on the surface, but you. So for Cincinnati, and, and to an extent Buffalo, not because they won a playoff game, but because of who they beat and how they beat them. They played a perfect game against a team that when Tom Brady was in New England, they beat him in like, you know, 18 years. Right. Now they've they finally, oh, oh, y'all think you're still the big brother? Uh, no, no, we're about to take you to the woodshed and, and throw the switch <laughs> on you. Yeah. So, like, can they move past that too? Like, they're saying all the right things. Mentally, you move on and – you know, in Cincinnati's case, you see a Joe Burrow. He's just like, no, we expected cool. this. Yeah, yeah he's like, cool, we're not going to celebrate this. We expected yeah. it. But what about other Bengals? What about, I don't know. I mean, I, it's, it's, you could say all the right things. Can you do it as a franchise? Um, I think it's, I think, honestly, I think it, it might even be better for Cincinnati that they're going on a road and sort of getting out of Cincinnati in terms of the, my God, we finally did it. Well, you did it. You want a playoff game. It's been 31 years, but you want to do more than that. So I think they have a shot, but I don't think Cincinnati could beat Kansas City or, or Buffalo. I don't. It'd be really cool. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't pick that. But this is my opinion. This is just my opinion. I've watched multiple, multiple Tennessee Titans games. And, but you know, besides the one that they played against the Saints, obviously, but I've watched a few. I don't think that they're that good, to be honest. Well, you don't think they're like one seed favorite good, and they're not. The betting favorite right now in the AFC was and continues to actually be the Kansas City Chiefs, which isn't a big surprise. Yeah. Um, Tennessee is the one seed, but they don't feel like the threat that Green Bay does in the, in the NFC. Right. Having said that, that's kind of been like, Tennessee all season and it's because in some of their wins it's like or rather in some of their losses it's like wait they they lost to who I mean they lost to the Jets they lost to the Texans a game you picked by the way somehow you picked Houston to win that I know what I'm doing man you know but then they beat the Niners right they they beat the Rams double digits you know they've they have beat the Bills this year granted it was early in the season so I, I I I get it I guess but it's kind of like that's what Tennessee likes. They like the idea of like Mike Vrabel. I mean, that's what he wants. Exactly. He's like, we got the one exactly. seed, and I get to tell my guys that we don't have a chance. That's what everyone's saying. Like, he's loving where yeah. they are right now. He's a great coach. I got to give him credit. But talent. And you know what? Maybe I'm. Maybe I need to shift that because the games that I watched was without Derrick Henry. Also, so maybe I maybe. You know, we'll see something different. He's, pre- he's pretty good. Yeah, you know, maybe we'll see something different. I'm not sure, but from what I've watched, I was like, uh, I don't know if they're going to make it all the way to the Super Bowl, you know. Um, the Bengals, <laughs> I think, see, that game against the Titans, like, it's really going to come down to, um, like you said, the emotions of it because the Bengals haven't won a, a, a playoff game in so long. Like I'm hoping that you weren't. Were you even born? I don't know. I wasn't. I was not. It was the 1990 season. Now the playoff game happened in January of of 91. You know who the sideline reporter was for that game who interviewed the coach after the win. Who? O.J. Simpson. Are you serious? Yes. That's how long ago this was. <laughs> the the last Bengals playoff game that I watched, I don't remember exactly what happened, but I do remember they lost. They had the game won. And they had like, uh, like Pittsburgh. unnecessary roughness penalty. Montez perfect, yeah. It was and I was like, you had the game won, mm-hmm. and they lost the game like that. I, that that's the only Bengals playoff game that I. They remember. have been in a lot of playoff games in the 21st century. A lot. They just hadn't won any. They finally yeah. got that monkey off their back. But uh, they are a three and a half point dog at Tennessee. Um, all right, who do you like? San Francisco going up to the frozen tundra in Green Bay. I have to say this, man. I, I have to give Kyle Shanahan some credit, man. He's great. He's great offensive. Great, man. Great. Um, 
watching some of the play calls from the game against the Cowboys, man, it was just so doing innovative things that I've never seen done, like formations, uh, the play calls, the timing of the play calls. Like it's just – It's all about trying to like get – a defense out of place. And he does that. And he gets creative with it. Unlike Cliff Kingsbury, who just, <laughs> let's just run the same thing all year. Yeah. We've got 10 plays. Let's just stick to that for the most part. Maybe today we'll run 11. I mean, I'm, I'm exaggerating a little, but like you don't, I mean, look, Kingsbury, high flying offense at Texas Tech, all that. I just know from an NFL standpoint, I, I don't like the Niners, but Shanahan, he. Did you see the play call? Man. Um, I think it was like third and six, and they were trying to get that last first down to ice the game, and he ran like, man, that was amazing. Because I didn't see it coming. I'm sure the Cowboys did. I mean, they almost got the first down, but it was just He had like, it, then he didn't by like a quarter yeah, inch. Yeah, I was like, man, like to think, to think to do that at that time, like it, it's just, I was like, I don't know, man. I was, you know, I'm trying to be an offensive coordinator one day. You know, so I'm looking uh, at that. Oh, so you've given like, up on on playing? You've officially retired? Oh, I'm done, man. You okay, hey, done. you look. You know, you were talking to Sheila. You're gonna go try out for the Saints. Yeah, but I could have made the know. team with that receiving core. I would have to play tight end. I'm like two. Could have made the now. team at tight end too. Sheesh. Yeah, but you well, know. I, I want to. I, w- I want to circle back to the tight end thing real quick. But I, I, I like the Packers in this game. What do you like? It's gonna be tougher than people think. Um Just roll I'm, with I'm it. Just go, go ahead. I'm going to go to Packers. Man. Okay. I'm Cincinnati and Green Bay. You're taking the Niners and Cincinnati, apparently. No, I'm taking the Titans. Okay, the Titans. There you go. All right. That's good. We're not on the same page. That's good. Um, L.A. and Tampa Bay. Rams. I think the Bucks will win. I think the winner of that game loses the next week. Uh, the game of the weekend, I think, Buffalo and Kansas City. Buffalo. All right, I'll take the Chiefs. So we are totally in disagreement in terms of every game this upcoming week. Listen, Tyron Matthew, I'm sorry, man. I grew up with him, and we were cool. I apologize, but I got to take the Bills. Are those Is that matchup the two most fun quarterbacks to watch? Definitely. You've got them going head-to-head. Sometimes Josh Allen does some things, and I'm – I like my and, and I, I've said this about Mahomes before. I guess I've seen Mahomes do it more, right. but like Allen, just the power. Yeah, like that 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 one throw to Knox in the end zone where it's like, oh, he's just about to throw. Yeah, it away. he's throwing it away. Like, yeah, what happened? <laughs> How did that happen? In like zero degrees, you know. Yeah, he um, I I don't know what kind of Terminator arm that guy has. They picked the perfect quarterback for the weather weather conditions that they have in Buffalo. I'm telling you. Because I don't know too many quarterbacks that could survive. It's it's been a, it's been conditions. a while, and he's I mean he's from California originally, but he played college ball at Wyoming. Right. So like every home game in college, probably yeah, you know was was really really cold. Uh, ESPN Lafayette best ticket in sports. I'm Scott James Butler, our guest this hour. Uh, we pre-recorded this as James is uh, currently at work right now, talking about the NFL games. I know you wanted to talk about Saints coaching staff for a minute and. Somebody emailed me yesterday about, hey, Scott, do you, th- do you think any of these guys are going to leave? Now, the fact that Dennis Allen hasn't even gotten a call at all is interesting. but I understand why. Not though. when you think about sort of the coaching cycles and how a lot of times guys are just going to an offensive mind as a head coach. Right. Um, but you've got Jeff Ireland, who's interviewed with the Bears. You've got other guys that have that are in the organization that have taken some interviews other places. Uh, the the D, the D line guy Greg, who was maybe going to go to LSU, and then Sean Payton blocked it, and everybody's like he shouldn't do that, and everyone's like it's a good thing Sean did that. He should thank him. He should send him a care package. But don't think that like like so Aaron Glenn left last year. Saints secondary still did okay. Uh, I would think I think they did better than we thought they would do. Paulson Adebo, the only player that started every game this year on the entire team, which is kind of um. But Dan Campbell left. He's the head coach in Detroit. Wouldn't you agree that now some of it is personnel, but wouldn't you agree that it's probably the worst season standpoint of the entire Sean Payton no, era? Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, he that. was the tight ends coach. Like I they're, agree with that, yeah. They're missing something there. Um, 
because Troutman did not really progress. Do you and, think they do you think they tight end position in the draft or free agency? Which one you think? Because they have to either way. Yeah. So do you think that comes in the draft? I think it's probably free agency. Free agency, okay. Yeah, I mean, it tight end is a tough one. Just to you think of some of the great tight ends the Saints have had. I mean, Jimmy Graham didn't. I mean, he's admitted it. He's like, I mean, I. Granted, he was very green because he'd played, you know, not much college football. But he's like, honestly, I didn't know what I was doing. It wasn't until late in my rookie year that I really kind of understood enough of the concepts to get out there. And he said by his second year, he kind of had it. You know, I mean, Troutman, it wasn't like he did much his rookie year and everyone thought there'd be a big jump in year two. There wasn't. Remember the Saints drafted Irv Smith years ago in the first round and his son now playing for the Vikings. But disappointment, right? Um, Cam Cleland... To his credit, played right out the gate as a rookie for the Saints, played well, but then just injuries took over and he didn't do much. It's just hard, man. I think from a tight end standpoint, I think a quick fix is you don't go out and like overspend on somebody, but just get some kind of veteran that knows what they're doing. Yeah. Because you they, they struggled mightily there this year. Do you know of any free agents? I don't. Off the top of my head, I don't, but there'll definitely be some cuts and things like that yeah. and guys that'll be on the move. Um, these Sean Payton coaching rumors, though, where, where, where you think Sean's leaving New Orleans? Man, it seems like every year. But honestly, I can't understand. For one, I'm gonna start off with this. I can't understand why it's always Sean Payton and it's never Mike Tomlin or Bill Belichick. There or, was a brief rumor that Tomlin might consider going like to college or yeah, yeah, that, and then he was like, guys. I'm the head coach of the Steelers. Like, right. why would I go anywhere? Uh, yeah, I. you know, the fact that there's reports that he's th- – there's betting odds. Is he going to be the next head coach of the Bears at, like, plus 2,500? Like, why would he go to Chicago? Well, he's originally from there. It's been a long time since he's been to that area of the country. Yeah, he was just it's been tweeting, a long time. He was just tweeting Demario Davis and – Malcolm Jenkins the other day. I feel like if he was leaving, he'd be like, "Let me try to ghost these guys as quiet as I can." I mean, others every talk every year. There's talk of you know the Cowboys being interested in Sean Payton. Well, they just came out and said they're going to keep McCarthy. So, I mean, that's out. Sean Payton signed a five year extension back in 2019. He is under contract until the conclusion of the 2026 season. Now, coaches' contracts can obviously be broken. Uh, was it Michael Michael Lombardi said this week he thinks he might sit out a year. With Sean Payton, you're you're already one of the highest paid coaches in the league. The second highest, right? Uh, I believe so. You've got all of the power. You're calling all the shots. Like Loomis has some say. Obviously, Gail Benson's the owner. Sean Payton has finals. Like who in the media gets a key card to get into the facility to interview him right. or, or be at a just be at a press conference. The amount of details this guy has his fingers on and the amount of control he has, he likes being in control. And I don't even blame him for it, but I think some coaches are okay with it and other coaches really need it and yeah. want it. Yeah. Sean Payton's the latter. He's got all of that in New Orleans. He just had a winning record with that roster and everything they've been through. What Percent chances. What is? What are the percent chances? That Sean think? Payton isn't the coach of the Saints next year? Yeah, like like. Give me, give me your percentage. Two percent. Two percent. Okay. Next year, I don't. I, no. All right. After twenty twenty six, you think he's? Well, it depends on well, what happens. I mean, he's he's going to be much older than twenty twenty. I would, I would just you just take that bet off the board. But in terms of like right now, this off season, and you know, I, I talked to Underhill about it last hour, and and folks can listen to that on demand if you missed it. But um, this rumor that the Bears are going to trade a bunch of picks for Peyton. Gail Benson doesn't strike me as the kind of owner that's like, I'm going to take your picks and trade him. Right. And if Peyton was like, I want you to trade me, why would he want to go to a Bears team that's struggling and would have to give up multiple first-round picks? Right. Listen, man. I mean, I again, I, I don't, I, I just, I don't, I don't see it. What I don't understand is, Sean Peyton spent some time in his life in Illinois. Some, some time in his life. Isn't he from? He's Wisconsin, originally from California. He Cal- went to he's Eastern from California. Yeah, he went to Eastern Illinois. Um, he was raised. He was born in California. He was raised in 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 Naperville, Illinois. So okay, 
the, that but that's like the only thing. It's like, oh well, he could he could be going back home. Okay. I guess. I mean, home is where the heart is, I suppose, but he's been away for a long time. But what I don't understand is the fans of these teams talk about us so bad. Like they talk about Sean Payton, they talk about the Saints. Like the Cowboys, for for example, they talk about us bad. And now all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, go get Sean Payton. Well, the Cowboys fans that you know, sure, because you're in South Louisiana. When you come across the Cowboys fan, it's going to be Saints-Cowboys trash talking. Yeah. Anytime I, like, meet a fan of another team that's from here, they're like, man, Saints fans, they act like they're always talking trash. I'm like, bro, look where you live. Like, (laughs) come on, man. You live in Louisiana, and it is a rabid fan base. Like, what would you expect? Like, if you're a fan of the freaking – I don't know, Cowboys and, and you live in Philly, or if you're a fan of the Cardinals and live in Philly, you don't think you're going to hear from Eagles fans all the time? Yeah. Like, of course you are. Yeah. Uh, but no, to your point, yeah, they, they they talk a lot of trash, and yet they uh, they want the head coach. That's part of it. Um, yeah, I, I don't – 2%. What about you? I say zero, man. I just can't see it happening. I just don't see it happening. I don't see Sean Payton in everything that he's built. I just don't see him – leaving that for another team that he would have to build up all over again, build up his staff and all these other things. I just I, I just don't see it happening. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. I'm Scott. That is James Butler. We'll get James' thoughts on who might be the next QB of the Saints and transfer portal. What might have the Cajun football team look like when James played if the transfer portal then is what it is now. Because back then, there was no portal. There was a long process you had to go through if you wanted to transfer, and then you had to sit out a year of eligibility unless you got some kind of medical clearance or something or a hardship from the NCAA, which, again, was very difficult to get. Right. Oh, and they didn't have NIL. We're going to ask James that next. Don't go anywhere. This is The Great Scott Show on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Welcome back into the great Scott show. Scott Prather, my man James Butler in the studio. He has been called delusional by some of you. I'm not. Said he's crazy. Boy, Troy always seems to email the Dolphins fans, always saying, man, what is, what, is, what is on James? What is wrong with him? Let me ask Troy, when the last time the Dolphins won a playoff game? I think it was the 99 season. 99. I was literally seven years old. Dolphins have been in the playoffs three times in the uh, 21st century. They've lost all three of those games. Been a while, man. Miami, I, I, I look. I thought they were going to be in the playoffs this past year before the season started, and they got out to a one and seven start. Hey, man. Who's the most uh, serious question? I'm not trying to pick on the Dolphins either, because I have one a cousin who's very close. I'm very close with. Is from down there. Big Dolphins fan. So I. I'm happy for him when they do well, but he is just like they he calls suck. me sometimes. He's like Scott, dude, I'm just miserable. Like, <laughs> what? Because he's he's younger than me too, you know. Like he he's, you know, my uncle, his dad, who has passed away. Like he he got to live through sort of some of the a lot days. of Marino, right? Yeah. And um, it's it's like for my cousin, he's like, I just we we're just we can't we can't do anything. Other than, I think the Dolphins and Lions in the 21st century have been to the playoffs three times. They've lost all three. I, I think, I think that's actually the worst of any, yeah, any team. But but who is the most irrelevant team in the NFL? It gotta currently? be it gotta be the Dolphins. I don't know. But listen, I, I, think, I think I think you think, I mean, like more than like the Jags currently. Oh, you saying currently? I'm, I'm saying, I'm currently. saying over over like a, a, a span of. I mean, if you talk about in the 21st century, who's been the most disappointing? You'd probably have the Lions at one. 
and then you'd have the Dolphins too. Because even other like bad teams, like you know the Jets, they you look at the 21st century, you got a couple of AFC title yeah, games. I mean, AFC, Mark Sanchez yeah. won more playoff games with the Jets than the Cowboys have won in the last 26 years. That's true. So teams have had some moments. Um, but those two, yeah, I'd be hard pressed to find another one, honestly. But look, but honestly, that's... even even the Bengals, because currently, and the Bengals have been in the playoffs a lot in the twenty first century. They just didn't win one until you know last week. They finally won one. Shout the Browns, the Browns to, even won one. Shout out to Marvin Lewis, man. Browns listen, even won one. All of that is linked to the head coaching decisions. Like they fired. Brian Flores, after he's had winning seasons, I think given enough time, he would have figured it out. You know, the the worry that I have with Flores and the worry I have if the Texans hire Mayo and the worry I have with any team, and the Lions made this mistake too when they fired Jim Caldwell, who had them in the playoffs twice. <laughs> That's the what Lions. I'm I, I don't understand. But in all the situations, they brought, you know, the Lions bring in a Bill Belichick guy. Right. The Dolphins bring in a Bill Belichick guy. You know, reports out of Miami is, well, Flores, you know, you had a, lot, a big turnover on your staff, and it wasn't because guys were doing so well they wanted to coach elsewhere. It just, you've had all these multiple coordinators. You didn't commit to the quarter. Like, Belichick guys leave and try to do it his way, and it doesn't work. Right. And Mike Rabel played for Belichick. He never coached under Belichick, ever. Right. Bill O'Brien had a little bit of success in Houston, so I mean you can you can point to a few exceptions, but a lot of these guys, I mean Josh McDaniels in Denver, awful. I mean a lot of these guys, and now you've got an executive in Houston. Like I won't be surprised if they hire Mayo, who's been a coach for just a few years. And I'm not saying I'd be rooting against them. I would just be at this point with the body of evidence, James. I'd be hesitant to hire someone from the Belichick tree. They're gonna hire your Heinz Ward. They're gonna hire Heinz Ward to be their head coach. Yep. I loved Heinz Ward as you a player. You know he uh, he interviewed, right? I loved Heinz Ward as a player. I did I uh I did you know, he I, I think there was some talk about him maybe being like um because he's a wide receivers coach like FAU or something, right? You jump from like Yeah, how does he even position do coach at FAU to like head NFL coach? Like probably not. I didn't even see that coming. Like when I seen that report in Heinz Ward interview, I was like, how did how did this even happen? He was an offensive assistant for the Jets for like two years, and they weren't good. I mean, I love, but like head coach right now, just like that, like yeah, I don't know. What did they know. hire Brian Flores for? Like to keep Deshaun Watson there in Houston? I, I don't think they're they want. Uh, yeah, the Deshaun Deshaun doesn't want to be there, and um, he's got some bigger bigger fish to fry right now. Yeah. So I mean. I guess Mayo is that guy, right? Maybe. I, I have no idea. Then, I, I know they did Cully wrong. That's what I know. They are definitely. They did Cully wrong. And, um, but the thing is, I'm not going to say Houston had a good year, but they were they competitive in some games. They, they played better than anyone would have expected him to. I think given some time, he would have. Well, give him give him something other than a sinking ship. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, dude. You, and the, they fired the, the ship this man. sunk, and he saved a lot of the people on board. And uh, oh well, he's getting paid a bunch of money. Cool. You think that like you think he's like well, yeah. good. I'm glad you fired me. Like as if that's like uh, like okay. Yeah. You After know? one year, man. No, they they did him wrong. They did him wrong. And he he coached it at the time. It was USL but, back in the but day. But this was oh he did. Yeah, he coached it. So you know, I mean, you obviously you're good friends with John Gerald. Gerald's good yeah. friends with with Coach. Cully. Oh wow, man. You know what Cully's I like got, more. Cully's man. got a history and. Speaking of UL, that's where I want to transition. We'll circle back to Saints quarterback with you. James Butler is in studio with me uh, pre-recording this. He is uh, working this morning. It's a great Scott show. ESPN Lafayette, 103.3 on the FM, 1420 in the AM, and streaming worldwide via the ESPN Lafayette app. That is for those of you listening via the app or on the stream. It's brought to you by Champagne's Market on the Oil Center. Champagne's going the extra mile. Transfer portal. It's crazy right now. La- Coach Dez told me last week he had heard there were over 3,500 players in it. I know there's well over 3,000. Now, a lot – I don't know how many. A lot of these players have committed somewhere. They just haven't officially signed. When you hear 3,500, it's not like there's 3,500 without a home. However, there are a lot that go in the portal, and they mm-hmm. they don't find a spot, right? I think the fact that you can do it once without having to sit out a year, 
the fact that NIL is at play, the fact that some kids, James, they just love being recruited. They want to be wanted. They like the attention. All of those things. For others, it's just a fit, right? I mean, that's yeah. how it was priorly. It's like, look, this just isn't a good fit for me. For others, it's playing time. There are a myriad of reasons. But my question to you is when you played at UL, you spent five seasons there. You were part of four New Orleans Bowl championships. Do you think if the, the current portal had existed and everything else as far as not having to sit out a year and NIL and all that stuff, how many how many transfers do you think UL would have had during your time there? Listen, I know for myself I probably wouldn't have ended my career at UL, to be honest. Really? Yeah, seriously. Now, are you saying that like you have more wisdom now as an adult, you're just thinking about when you were that age? You look no. back and say, no, that would have been the best move for me. See, I'm probably going to ruffle some feathers when I say this, but the transfer portal kind of feels like it teaches kids when things get tough and it doesn't go your way, just leave and quit and go somewhere else. That's how I feel about it because the reason why I'm saying I probably wouldn't have finished because my sophomore year I wasn't playing. Like when I was fresh off my injury, I wasn't playing, and it wasn't because like, it, well, it was because I just wasn't good enough at that point of coming off of my injury. So I would have taken it as, oh, okay, well, I'm going to leave when the reality was I needed to get better. You know what I'm saying? But with the transfer portal, what it did was, oh, they're not playing me. Would it put me in that mindset of they're not playing me. I need to leave and go to another school. Like I said, but I needed to work on my game and get better. And, and that's what, and that's what I did, and I'm glad that I stayed. But that's what I'm saying. But you like, have more wisdom now as a, as, right. as an adult than you did then. Do you feel like you're maybe marginalizing everyone in the portal though when you say that? Like yeah. You don't think for some of these kids that's not really the case. It's not for some of them. It's man, I have a chance to make more money. For others, oh, definitely. it's a profile. For others, it's I get more playing time. But I'm not. I'm. I'm not basing anything off of money because I don't. You know we. I was struggling. To kind of it's also funny because, like, the average NIL deal for a whole season right now is like twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. So, for the vast majority of, as much as NIL gets talked about, for the vast majority of these guys, we're not talking about life changing money. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, like, barely. You know, going to TCU, he wanted to play with his brother. Right. I mean, that's that's different. That's not the same. You know, every situation is not going to be the same. But for the ones that I've seen, it's because. You know, either something's not going my way and, you know, I want to leave and go elsewhere. There's something about, uh, to your point, ESPN Lafayette, great Scott show, James Butler, Scott Prather. There's something psychologically about it or B. I know it's behind door A. This is where I am right now. Right. Door B could be, it's kind of like, Scott, here's, here's door A. Pay off your house. Oh, damn, that would be. Life changing. Yeah. Door B, it's kind of like deal or no deal. It could be like a million bucks. <laughs> right. Could be two million. Could be. Could be. Now you got to double mortgage your house. Like, <laughs> but like that's that. And yeah, so it's right. the idea. It's sort of like the 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 whole idea of like gambling. You know, like I could do this, and it keeps pulling you back. It's like eh, yeah. you need to call that eight hundred number. Um, I'm. I have nothing against gambling. I. DraftKings, go get it. Just do it responsibly. That's why if you're going to bet, bet responsibly. My point is, especially for, I think, a younger adult, in some cases a teenager, an older teenager, but a teenager nonetheless, boy, door B, and not just door B, now you've got someone in your life. Maybe it's not even somebody recruiting or, quote, tampering, which isn't supposed to happen. Maybe it's someone back home. You go home for Christmas. It's, man. What are you doing there? You could be getting yeah. more here. Go ahead and enter the portal. And there there are plenty of, of success stories of transfers. I mean, you can look at prior to this year, you know, you can look at Heisman Trophy winners and quarterbacks that went from one to the other and how it worked out for them. And it, it's there. I mean, heck, I mean, whether it be Joe Burrow, whether it be Jalen Hurts, who we mm-hmm. saw in playoff action, you can look at guys and say, yeah, it worked out pretty well for him transferring. Right. Kyler Murray. I mean, we're talking about three guys that play in the playoffs this weekend. Um, and there are other thousands of stories we never hear about. And that was something that Coach Deserva told me last week. He's like, look, if a player doesn't want to be here, 
I don't want them to stay somewhere they're going to be unhappy. We want right. we want people that want to be here. Uh, he said, there's this balance of when someone hits the portal, you you care for the kids, so you do them, but you you don't have this like endless clock where it's like you you have to worry about your team more. Right. You have to worry about your team, so you can't just sit there and wait and wait and wait. He didn't give me an exact timeline of whatever the, the policy is currently with the team, but you can kind of read between the lines and make of it what you will. You, this is just – it's not just UL dealing with it. Now, I know for Cajun fans, you're looking at the caliber of some of the players that left, yeah. and you're like, boy, that is tough to replace. And you're right. It is. So I'm not trying to say, oh, it's no big deal. I mean, it is. I'm just telling you, every school's dealing with it, even like the best of the best. I mean, Michigan State finished, what, eighth in the country? 13 players in the portal from the beginning of the season and now. Alabama has seven. Little different when you talk about G5 and P5 in terms of what the situation may be, but everybody's saying it needs to stop and the rich are just getting richer. And I'm just telling you, it ain't going anywhere. It's here to stay. I mean, that's cool. But like I said, I think the grand scheme of it is, like you said, the the analogy of door A, door B, that's cool. 20 year old James is like, ooh, door B. And I'm like, I'm I'm going to go play somewhere. I'm going to do all this. And you you have no idea if it would have worked. But. It worked out pretty good for you. It did. It did. And that's what I'm saying. Like, but that taught me when something's not going my way that I either have to work at it to change it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. like I'll just give it my best effort. You know what I'm saying? Like, like absolutely. And that's me. That's me speaking, you know, years down the line, you know, more maturity and and stuff. You're glad the portal was not around when you, I'm glad because I'm telling you, I wouldn't have have left. So I, I, I love your perspective on what you would have done. How many, give or take, and it's just your opinion, how many people do you think would have left during the, the HUD era? And that's to say that people would have also come in via the portal. So, I mean, you've got a whole... It's crazy how different it is just 10 years later, right? You know what, man? Honestly, that there were a bunch of good players, good receivers, i say, that didn't play... Um, Man, like the um, what's he, like the Blaine Gauthier situation when they were playing Chris Mason. I know he would have left like a long time ago, but he stayed, gave him gave him an opportunity, and the rest is history. You know, um, I know I would have been gone. My friend Boris most likely would have been gone for a fact. And then, but then Blaine gets hurt, and then Terrence takes over. Yeah, and Terrence is, you know what I mean. So. And Terrence did transfer, but he had to sit out a year. Right. Um. um yeah, you Boris and Yama and Boris. Not, you know, change positions, a lot of different stuff. But by the time he was in his fifth year, he was yeah, he, he was, was balling. He was he, awesome. Yeah, he was. So, like I said, but the thing with him, and that kind of makes my the thing with him was he knew that he had to work at it. Like, he playing a new position his senior year, knowing that he might get some playing time, he might start. I mean, he's spending extra hours in the indoor trying to learn his new position. You know, and that kind of makes my point. Like, instead of him being like, well, I came in playing offense. Sitting out a year is a big deal. It's like sitting out a year working really hard in a new environment or staying here working really hard in this one, not having to sit out a year. And you can, I'm, I'm not, I'm putting words in your mouth, so correct me if I'm wrong, but you feel like the eligibility. And, and not having to sit out a year the first time you enter the portal is a bigger reason there's so many in the portal than the NIL. But the it, NIL is getting like, the headlines, but it's it's the idea of, man, I could potentially play right away. Right, right. But but it's like door B, like you said. Like, what's the guarantee that I'm even going to play when there I get to these? no What's the guarantee? None. There are never a guarantee. Like, but if I stay If a coach that, is giving you a guarantee, they're doing it wrong when they're recruiting you. Definitely. They're giving you – if the guarantee is you're going to – and I say that. If it's you're going to work hard and if you work hard, you're going to be – you know, that's different. I'm saying if a coach is telling you you're going to start and you're going to get all this stuff and then I – that's – it's it's hard for a, a young kid to not believe it. But, right. like, I, if a coach is put – you're selling way too hard of stuff that's like, wait a minute, man. I didn't even, I didn't even step foot on yeah, campus man. yet. Yeah, so it's like – you really have no guarantees. You, you go into a coach. You and the, for my, for my sake, let's just say, like, me and the receiver coach might not get along. Like, I might think this guy doesn't know how to coach me. But I already left the school where I knew the entire coaching staff and all this other stuff. So it's like you never really know. It's no guarantee. I'm glad you stayed. 
You wouldn't be here right now. Who knows oh, where you'd yeah, be? Yeah, I wouldn't be here. Who knows where you'd be? I'll tell you why I was thinking about going, but I'd never say that. You know, no, you have to now. I have to. No, I would not say you it. You have to. I would not say How it. How could you tease that and not say it? All right, give me a hint. Somewhere in state? Definitely. Somewhere Definitely. near your, somewhere in your hometown? I know what you're thinking, and no, it's not them. Thibodeau. Nope. Come on, man, because I don't want to say that on air, man, because that's kind of embarrassing considering that. You, you were know. you were going to go up to, like, the, the part of the state that people refer to as Texas and Arkansas, but it's technically Louisiana? Um. <laughs> he was thinking about it. He didn't. This guy reps the Raging Cajuns as hard as anybody I know. I was going to be a bulldog. Proud man. alum. Proud alum. But you weren't. You stuck it out. It's interesting. You're, you're, I like your. I appreciate you sharing your perspective in terms of like. I'm not going to speak for everybody else. Just me. Listen, and, and Boris is a close friend of yours. But like, knowing firsthand, this is how it probably would have gone down in your mindset. Door A or door B. We're going to do a door A or door B question on our final segment next. No, but seriously, like, think about it. Like me coming in playing my freshman year. Like I'm it. playing my freshman year. Like National I'm, TV, Oklahoma State. Oh, this yeah, James Butler guy's all, out there scoring all touchdowns. All that is happening, and I'm like on top of the world. Then I get hurt. I red shirt, and the year I come back, I don't. I play little to none. You know, I ain't start playing really until the end of the year. So, but looking back, it all made sense. It all made sense, but you got to think about like what was going on in my head. I was like, I just came off of that freshman campaign that I did. I need to get out of here. Like, because obviously something, but at the end of the day, I had to work and get better because it wasn't. Let me ask you this. You had already used a year of eligibility medically. Yeah, yeah. So you're, it, it's one thing if you lose a year of eligibility in the old model, but you still have, you had four years to play five. Well, right. if you play as a true freshman, sophomore, then you lose a year, but then you have two more. It's different. You'd miss out on a whole year. Yeah, you don't want to do that, yep. especially considering you just sat out a whole year. Yeah, so good perspective. All right, door A or door B when it comes to who the next Saints quarterback is going to be. We're going to give that quiz to James, although uh, I already know what door he's taking. You know what door I'm me. taking, Scott. You know what I'm going to say. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back right after this on the Great Scott Show. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. You know who sings that song, James? I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm you all. You're all business today. You're not falling for any trap. I'm looking at uh, Sean Payton is the number one trending topic on Twitter right now. Still for like the third day in a row. And it's also your timeline. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you're. You know, if you're if you're in Denver right now, Sean Payton's not trending. He might be, though. Well, your timeline, I say that. I shouldn't say if you were in Denver. Someone that doesn't follow the same accounts as you. Sean Payton. Well, talked about it a good bit last hour with Nick Underhill. We talked about it a little bit with James. If you missed any of today's show, it'll all be up for you on demand. Great Scott Show podcast. Subscribe. You can listen to the show anytime, anywhere. Smartphone, tablet, what have you. You can listen to the podcast via our website or app. You can listen to it. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, all that. Subscribe, check it out. Door A for the Saints, quarterback next season, Jameis Winston. Door B, Russell Wilson, but you lose a first-round pick the next two years. Door C, it's wide open. Unknown. Unknown. Door C is unknown. Let's say you don't lose a draft pick or anything. Let's just say, you know. It's just. It's not Winston or, it's not Winston or, or Wilson. It's just, it's, 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 it's out there. Before I answer this, is Derek Carr a free agent or is he on contract? He's he got a year left on his deal. He's got a year left on his deal. I'm going to double check on that, but I'm almost positive. Honestly, man, we have to give away one first-round pick? That's what you said? Just one? I said two. two he, Derek, Derek Carr, he's got, he's got one year left on his deal. Okay. Which matters. It's like I, I see people out there like, oh, the Saints should trade, uh, you know, a first for 
Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm like, no, what? Are no. you kidding me? Number one, he's I seen Fletcher. Number Mac one, he ain't, he ain't good enough. Number two, he's in the last year of his deal, and like the 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 marketplace for him is not in high demand. If anyone gives up a first for him, did you see that Fletcher Mackle say that? Oh, Fletcher tweets a lot of crazy stuff, though. I mean, I'm like, you, dude, you, I'm, you've seen you've seen his trade machine stuff for the yeah. Pels. I mean, come on. Um, Russell Wilson's under contract two more years. My thing is, you trade for a quarterback, Carl Wilson, whoever, you're immediately signing an extension. One, because you're going to have to for the cap, right? You're going to have to because you're going to have to convert some of it into a signing bonus so that you can have a team next year and, and sign some other players. And two, you don't trade high draft capital for a quarterback unless you're committing to him and really want to win. High draft capital. So so is it just is it just draft thing, picks or do we have to give up someone? I, I said door B is two first-round picks and Russell Wilson. That's what I said. Door A is Jameis Winston on <sighs> – let's say door, door A is Jameis Winston on a one-year deal. Come on, man. With a, right. with, a, with, a, with a team op – with a player option for the second year. I got to take A, man. I knew you were going to take A. I got to take A. You're going to take A. You know, we had uh, Edgar who listens a lot. He, he DM'd me last week, and he was like, um, I think it's got to be Jameis Winston. You know, he was 5-2 and two as a starter. He, you know, the Saints were winning with him. You look at the wins over Green Bay, New England, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay win, he was part, he was part of it, and Trevor Simeon did some work too. Um, but he feels like, Saints would have been a Super Bowl team for sure with Jameis Winston. Eh, I'm not going to go as far as you and and Edgar go with that. But, how's, but that's, is that far fetched though? So you telling me with Jameis Winston, the Saints wouldn't have beat the Rams? I'm telling you, I, I'm telling you, they would not have won the Super Bowl this year. Is what I'm telling you. How? Because just I don't believe that. Scott, I'm Jameis, not getting to this. Jameis, Jameis, you go back and look at the games. Like he was, he wasn't bad, but some of those throws where he missed, bro, he missed bad. Like the film. The film isn't like life changing. Like, oh my god! I mean, taste. Oh, he was five. Taste Mill was four and three. Like, Taste Mill had a winning, and he played. He won one less than than, than Jameis did. Is are you suddenly going to be like, oh, he's the guy? Like, no. Like, see, I, but I see, like, I like. That's not fair. I like Jameis, but I will take Door B. That's not fair. I will take Door B all day long. I didn't take Door B because I know it's going to take more than two first round picks to get Russell Wilson. No, that but this wasn't the exercise. I just gave but, you Door nah, A or Door I'm B. Not, I'm not now you're not that. playing the game. I'm not doing that. Because, now you're not playing the game because I'm trying to be realistic here and give you my answer. And plus, James, like, come on, man. Like, see, you being biased because you you was used to watching Drew Brees for 15, yeah, 16 years. I like Jameis. and. Some you know he's not going to be Drew Brees, but I think he not. did Neither would a Russell great Wilson. job. I think he, he did, did a great job. He did a he did a good job. He fourteen good and job. three. Fourteen and three. Fourteen and three. What's fourteen and three? Fourteen touchdowns, three picks, three in the. I thought you were saying that would have been their record if he had stayed. That's probably is what. No, you're you'd be like no, it would have been fifteen and two. That's what James would have said. Definitely would have been fifteen Stop. and two. See now here we go. We we almost got through the whole hour without this. Chicanery. Come on, Scott. Like honestly, like what you expect me to say? Like I I I think you have to consider Dorby, man. I know I know Russell's. You know I I get that he's in the second half of his career, but Russ, you you have when you have. A great quarterback, a great quarterback. You're a contender for the Super Bowl every year. We'll give we'll give you a first round pick and Marcus Williams. Why are you not taking the Titans serious right now? Because of their quarterback, Marcus Williams is a free agent, so you can't give him Marcus Williams. I, I, oh, he is. Oh, yeah, yeah you're right. Because of the you're right. I like why why are people taking every other the, the Titans are a one seed. They got a buy, and of all the teams left in terms of. I mean, a lot of people are picking them in the win this week, and that's fine. But in terms of winning the Super Bowl, no one's picking Tennessee. Why? Because of their quarterback. No one's taking San Francisco that serious right now either to beat Green Bay. Who would you take, Ryan Tannehill or James Winston? I would take Jameis over Ryan Tannehill. Okay. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill's not bad, but he, he can't go out there and, like, you know. Oh, who would you take, Jimmy G or James I take, Winston? I would take Jameis Winston. Okay. Russell Wilson and two first or Jameis, I'll take Russell Wilson all day. But that we're gonna have to give up more than that to get you Russell Wilson. You don't know that two first round picks. Seattle doesn't have any draft capital right now, and they'll probably blow it whenever they get it. it they, they they'll take two first. You might have a player in there. You might not. But there are more teams that need here's, quarterbacks. Here's, here's to what, have l- l- last point I'll make. Here, yeah, but Russell's got a no trade clause. 
Philly's got three first-round picks, 16, 17, and 19. Guess what? They could be like, we'll give them all to you, Seattle, and Russell could be like, I ain't playing at Philly. Boom, vetoed, can't do it. Last year he had four teams on that list. The Saints were one of them. So for Seattle, if you're in a situation and you're, you're rolling with Pete Carroll apparently, who's 72, and there's a schism between he and Russell and they're trying to work it out. If you can't work it out, it's not like you can just drive up the – it's not like it's the highest bidder. It's got he would sign off on too. So, what about the Giants? Okay, the Giants. The Broncos. The Broncos. Pittsburgh. It's, it's All that's possible. That's what I'm saying. Oh, that's you sitting there talking about. I don't think we have. Why would he want to go to the Giants though? Other than market size. I mean, you talk about bad. You teams. forgot who his wife is. Come on, man. No, no, she's still been relevant in Seattle. So that's what I'm what, saying. What do you not want Russell Wilson in New Orleans? What's I do. Okay. I do. All right. I do. You just want Jameis. I just I like Jameis. Look, man. the story of Jameis being great for the Saints would be awesome, and I think we'd love the idea of it. But in reality, I think Jameis could be good, but. You, Torn ACL, how is he going to be? He was Come good, on, you've seen the man. He's already doing oh, drop yes, workout videos. It's good. He's already, like, recovered. Kevin White drops workout videos. You want you want to build a team around him? I mean, obviously we are. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> obviously that we are. That is going to do it for the great Scott Show. This was fun, James, man. It's great seeing you. Thanks for coming in, buddy. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, man. Dan Patrick Show coming up next. Thanks to James. Thanks to Coach Bob Marlin. Thanks to Nick Underhill. Everybody who listened as well. Tomorrow... Time to pay the piper. Norman Locke's coming in here. You know, he's been avoiding my calls. <laughs> I, know, I know he has been. I he's know. been avoiding us all week. I didn't even know he was a Cowboys fan. Oh, please. He'll let you know. Let's everyone know. I promise you I thought he was a Saints fan. No. No, he, he, he tweets. He's the opposite of a Saints fan. Okay. He's been asking for the heat. Is he from? Is he from? Oh, like yeah. That area? Yeah. Okay. His mom did a lot right, except she messed up on one thing. Yeah. <laughs> His grandmother, hardcore Saints fan, he talks trash to her. He trolls her. He sends her gift packages when the Saints lose that are, like, just wow. mocking it. Oh, yeah, that's Norm. He'll be in studio with me tomorrow morning. After the Cowboys, once again in his life, all they've done is torment him. <laughs> yeah, right. try to say otherwise. Don't go anywhere. Dan Patrick shows next. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Oh, no.